1: It's the hard knock for us. One of the most popular musicals of all time is back. See Annie, Broadway's favorite orphan, live on stage in an all new production. Hailed by the Chicago Tribune as one of the best family musicals ever written. Annie is back to spread hope for all the hard knocks life throws your way. So clear away those sorrows and get your tickets to Annie today. Annie comes to the San Jose Center
0: for the Performing Arts from January 10th through the 15th. Get tickets now at broadwaysanjose.com. Real life is not a game. If you get behind the wheel intoxicated, you're gambling with your life and the lives of others. Play it safe and designate a sober driver. Learn more at chpddp.com. This message is brought to you by the California Highway Patrol. Perception, the show. Ow. Ow. James
2: Cole and Matt Harvey.
1: Okay, so now who are some guys that you think, all right, they're right on the cusp of that door, maybe potentially in 2023, cracking that door down and saying, nah, man, like here, let me in the club.
2: Yeah, these are the guys that I think are ready to make up the back half of the top 10 list. And let's just go one by one here, and we can you can okay. decide whether you like it or not. I have five and a, I'll say five and a half names uh, for okay. this one. So the first one here, and this is the guy that inspired uh, why I wanted to do this, because I think it's time we start to consider Amon Ross St. Brown in this group of guys, Uh, the guys that are um, superstars. I think he's ready to enter that group for a couple of different reasons, James. One, I don't try to sit there and scroll on Twitter all day long, you know, Uh, try to get work done and have a life. But how much of this like Jared Goff, debate like debate that's been going on on football twitter have you have you uh have you have you tuned into this week your boy jared goff by the way i know my
1: boy jared yeah no 100 percent. no not much at all you know it's like i think i think the take cannons have absolutely been unloaded on jared goff throughout his career so i'm good
2: we, yeah, no. Right. Exactly. Well, basically uh, my contribution to it was like, Hey, I'm uh, on Ross. St. Brown is really, really good. And that's why we're having this conversation about Jared Goff, who ranks ninth in adjusted yards per attempt among quarterbacks uh, since week eight. Of course, week eight is when Brown St. Brown got back out there fully healthy. Um, yeah. It's just like the Jared Goff thing, just real quick people. It's like, I almost think that the fact that the Rams p- publicly dumped the shit out of Jared Goff so hard <laughs> yeah, like so they bad. they so bad yeah. like they were so desperate to get rid of him you know this goofball John Wolford that they're starting right now like Sean McVay wanted to start that guy in a playoff game over Jared Goff like for whatever reason they they soured on Goff so hard so fast and then dumped him so you know unceremoniously I think it almost made people count Goff's flaws against him twice. It's like, Goff is an average starting NFL quarterback. Like, the fact that he looks good in this ecosystem is not surprising. People act like it's a big surprise. But the Lions have a lot of things going for him. Got a good offensive line. I think Ben Johnson, by the way, a hell of a play caller they got there. If you're a Lions fan, you got to start to feel like, Oh, no, is somebody going to come poach Ben Johnson, our offensive coordinator? And, uh, and what, are, what are we doing next year? And the biggest point, though, is like, I think they have a legit superstar. And I'm on Ross St. Brown as a as a as a as a number one slot type of receiver who, you know, I've been calling him Bud Light Cooper Cup on reception yeah. perception since before he even got drafted by the Lions. That's right. And now I think he's just like he just kind of is Cooper Cup, basically, when I'm watching him play right now.
1: Yeah, really strong at the catch point. You talk about the strong hands, great route runner, obviously. I mean, and the things I'm saying, you could say the exact same things about Cooper Cup. So, no, you're right. I think at this point now, um, with their development, uh, with where they're at, I think yeah, you could absolutely say Amon Ross St. Brown and Cooper Cup are similar players. Um, 76 receptions for Amon Ross St. Brown. That's eighth most in the NFL. 830 yards, six touchdowns. You know, I talk about the downfield stuff with Amon Ra and he's another player that I'm really kind of like, can this guy ever really be considered a quote unquote superstar? Uh, He averages 10.9 yards per reception and it's almost just kind of like you have to separate production from like wow factor. And when you say superstar, I think wow factor. Does he have wow factor? Um, Maybe, maybe. I'm not saying he doesn't. But it's at least a question at this point.
2: But if you were to ask like quarterbacks and play callers, like, you know, what's like a big wow to those guys is how awesome he is on like third down, you know, and and I'm telling you, like, you know, I just charted a few a few games of him uh, for reception, perception. I'll put him up in the in-season tracker um, in the next couple of days on the website. Um, just the results of those. You know, he was a guy that obviously I was really high on this year because of his ability to beat zone coverage and the way they used him off the line of scrimmage and, and just right. how well that really lines up. Like when we see a slot receiver that's over 80% against zone coverage, like that's a green light for us here. Yep. Um, guy's starting to beat man coverage a little bit too. Like guy's starting, to, guy's starting to be able to get it against man coverage on when he lines up outside. You know, he's starting to get it a little bit against press coverage as well. We're seeing that stuff from him this year to the point that, you know, if we're talking about a guy who's um you know upper 80s mid 80s in terms of success rate versus zone and then he's also sort of around that again cooper cup landmark where he's a maybe a 67 to to 71% success rate versus man and i might i might be being conservative about by that like by the end, i'm talking about the end of year numbers not the in season numbers that's a guy that i think like oh that's a superstar player because then we're starting to get up to like really really good players in the nfl man i think he He's just—he's very Cooper Cup-ish, but he also might be a little, maybe more like Keenan Allen-ish too. uh, Who you know? I like that. um, I don't have Keenan Allen in my superstar club because he's been so banged up. um, But. You know, and, and by the way, DeAndre Hopkins, and yeah. yeah, him and DeAndre Hopkins were the two like veteran guys, like the lifetime achievement guys. I thought about. And <laughs> man, I mean, I might be
1: disrespectful to not,
2: <laughs> I might be disrespectful to not have uh, not have a um, a guy like uh, DeAndre Hopkins in here, but that's just, I guess a separate conversation.
1: You know what's crazy? Okay, so when you when you asked me to put this together, I actually had Nuke in my superstar tier, so my tier had five guys in it. the The four guys that you mentioned, Devontae um, Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, Stefan Diggs, and it had nuke. And I think nuke might be the one that's a little bit controversial. Um, because again, I think we've become so desensitized to his greatness that I know, we don't yeah, truly I appreciate right. what he's doing in Arizona.
2: And, and also by the way, then I'm thinking about like this, this, what I talked about with Cooper cup and now I'm off track on the same Brown thing, but I talked about what I said with Cooper cup, like I tell you what, New Copkins, the guy that's been a great zone beater for a long time, a great man coverage beater as well, and and like a power guy, contest catcher, he would d- demolish things in, in Cooper. Oh remember in his God. first, remember in his first game back when they played him as like a forty yes. percent slot guy, and he crushed it. Like so, you know what? I take it back. I'm retroactively putting New Copkins <laughs> back yeah, into funny. the superstar club. Let's go. Yeah. So now I have freaking eight dudes. But anyways. <laughs> <laughs> New Hopkins in <laughs> the superstar go. club there. There's okay. eight dudes there, but back on okay. just I'm on Ross St. Brown, man. Yeah. The fact that he's like, he's so smart too. He's always uh, finding those holes against zone coverage. And you know, when you talk about making big plays, certainly he's not going to, I don't think he's ever going to be a guy that's going to go out and win at the X and, you know, um, win on go routes and sideline fade ball, stuff like that. But you can make chunk plays in today's NFL, especially running like a really good dig route against um against zone coverage and be, and being decisive and smart to pick up the yards after the catch. I mean, I don't have Debo Samuel in my uh superstar club. Another conversation perhaps and I don't have him as a potential nominee as well. Yeah. Me um either. but look at the look at the yards per catch numbers like the downfield stuff that Debo was doing last year. And again he's not the guy that we traditionally think about as a you know a downfield receiver. Hey this is Stephen A. Smith from No Mercy. Festivals, football, flannels
1: Yeah, that's a very good point too, man. And if uh, if I'm on raw, can kind of do that after the catch. You know, I tell you what, man. It's kind of like you know who else I have on this like knocking on the door list for me is Jalen Waddle. And again, a lot yeah, of that has to do with a lot of that has to do with after catchability. I know yards per reception is like such a weird, you know, it's a it's a very like uh, who cares about that number. But at the same time, it's just kind of like well, I look at that because it's like Chuck plays right? Like, are these guys mm-hmm. making chunk plays? Are they, and like, how are they doing that? Traditionally, you want your quote unquote superstar wide receiver to make plays down the field at the catch point, you know, 20 yards downfield, right? Jalen Waddell and Amon Rod to a degree are doing it a little bit differently, but especially Jalen Waddell, right? Like short catches end up being long catches. And I think that is where he can actually make some hay, like much, much like Debo Samuel, man. Like, you know, can yeah. you do some special things with the football in your hands? And that's what Jalen Waddle is doing.
2: Yeah. I have uh Jalen Waddle as a potential nominee as well. Another guy that I was uh, taking a look at today in, um, in preparation for this. And I mean, it almost made me mad thinking back to the role that the dolphins had him in last year. And, um, you know, I think that maybe Brian Flores got a raw deal for a lot of different reasons. But the yeah. fact that he had three goofballs, like Colin, offensive court, like calling plays last year and every <laughs> one of them had like the, their prized possession, Jalen Waddle. And Ooh. by the way, I don't think Jalen Waddle was 100 percent all last year. But remember, they had him in that like tiny average depth of target role. Oh, like, was, everything
1: but, was a wide receiver screen. Everything.
2: Everything was a bubble screen, a drag yep. route, a slant route. It Almost made me mad retroactively watching Mike McDaniel and the amount of space that Jalen Waddle creates. Again, running <laughs> dig routes <laughs> right. against zone yep. coverage because, like, yep. then these—it's one thing to say, "Okay, I'm going to get Jalen Waddle into space, and he's going to make a—I'm going to get him the ball right in his hands, real fast." You know, six and this six-yard depth of target, maybe it can become a ten-yarder. Well, in Mike McDaniel's offense this year that same speed, that same ability that you want in the open field. And as a route runner, an explosive guy God, he just, he's just out there slaughtering zone coverage. Yeah. Like now these 12 yard passes maybe are becoming 17 yard passes. So those chunk gains just because of the way he's used is just, it's, it's incredible. Like I think, I think Waddle's an awesome player.
1: I mean, like Debo, it's like you talk about like a seven yard reception can be a 70 yard reception. Like that's how good (laughs) he is after the catch. I mean, and he's put and I'm not exaggerating, some like that's what he's put on tape. Is that sometimes you talk about this guy running a dig or 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 just a, a deep slant route? Like, or like a simple over route. It's like, forget it. Like, dude, the guy catches the ball and he's gone. <laughs> like his speed is unbelievable after the catch, man.
2: Yeah, totally. And, and Waddle, I mean, it's just, it's crazy stuff. And, you know, he's, he's averaging, it, fe- he's, it feels like he should be averaging um, like more yards after the catch, but because he's averaging 12.2 uh, air yards per target, which is actually right. higher than Tyreek Hill. Yeah, he's, and the fact then, that, but then the fact that he's get, still getting 5.7 yak per reception that's crazy that again he's getting those downfield looks and adding more on to it and he's a unique player now he's i almost kind of think he's similar to these guys that we're talking about where i'm not 100 percent sure that he's there from like a physicality standpoint i'd like him to be a better contested catch player i'd like him to be a better um press coverage beater like i almost kind of think Remember, it's crazy. Like he was um, number one in success rate versus man coverage in among the prospects charted for his draft class. Uh, But he was not. He was like kind of subpar against press. I still think some of that stuff is is apparent for him. And the only reason that I might say he's not my favorite nominee in terms of the guys I'm I'm considering putting in the superstar club. But like, you can't argue with how overwhelming his like his strengths are because what he's good at, it's like none of. I mean. You ain't having um, even like an Amon Rossi and Brown type, but you're not having him do Jalen Waddle things. You're not having, uh, you know, even some of these other guys. Like, he's just a very, very unique player. And almost like he had, like, I talk about trump cards with wide receivers all the time. Like, his speed, not from like a downfield go route perspective, even though he can obviously do that, but the speed to run those like intermediate over the middle routes and add on to it is, a, it really is like a trump card, I think.
1: Uh, yeah. So Jalen Waddell, um, charting from last year, 70.1 success rate, uh, versus man coverage. That's, you know, again, that's kind of sort of average and then, you know, success rate versus zone 77.9. But I would be surprised if you did your charting today and we didn't see those numbers move way up. Oh yeah. I'm going to put again, he's another one that I'll have some in-season tracking
2: data on reception, perception.com in the, in the, in the tracker on the site. Uh, so you know, obviously make sure to go check that out. Like both those he'll clear those numbers. Uh, and then I think even just more and more the the full season look like you'll, you'll see it. The one question I have from him is like a press coverage standpoint, which by the way, I know he was also injured a lot um in the last game against the 49ers, but what D'Amico Ryan's and the 49ers did against the Miami dolphins, which you don't, you didn't see anybody do this, right? Cause like Tua was one of the highest in terms of drop back versus zone coverage uh, quarterbacks in the NFL this year. The 49ers, like, nah, we're, we're not going to sit back here and, like, be scared. We're going to come up and, and we're going to jam these guys. You know, Tyreek, yeah. we're going to jam Tyreek. We're going to jam Jalen Waddle, And they had a lot of success doing it. Like, you're going to – obviously, you're going to give up a play like they gave up to Tyreek, like, where you're going to mm-hmm. get roasted because you know, we're talking about two guys that one is a superstar and one is knocking on the door to be a superstar. Like, you're going to get yeah. some embarrassing reps out there, but you will do enough to disrupt the timing and disrupt the play and disrupt Tua – Um, so, and I think some of that, like if Jalen Waddle could continue to get better and then become like an elite covered elite or near elite press coverage beater, then he's definitely, you know, up there with like a Justin Jefferson, uh, right now, I think.
1: I mean, considering that game too, you got to keep in mind that Miami was down both starting tackles, right. And San Francisco's got one of the best defenses in the NFL. Their D line was just teeing off and because they were down two tackles, I mean, yeah, you could jam them at the line. Why not? You know, because how much exactly. time how much time is that offensive line with two backup tackles going to give you? Obviously, not very much. So, um, you know, it was a little bit of a and that's been a big talking point on football Twitter, too. Like, oh, did two will get exposed and like, listen, you're not going to find a bigger like, you know, Tua a skeptic than me. But I mean, it's like (laughs) even I wouldn't be like, oh, he got exposed. I just think it was they're down two tackles and San Francisco is really good defensively. Um, I'm not saying two was the worst starting quarterback in the I'm just saying he's an average dude. And any average quarterback with two tackles down facing the freaking Niners um, is not going to look great. You know what I'm saying? So uh, and by the way, I think he ended up still almost having 300 yards two touchdowns. So, I mean, it's not like he was. Yeah, he was awful. Mistakes.
2: yeah it's just the mistakes because he still wants to get rid of the ball so fast like 2.4 time to throw uh, against the 49ers and um it's just it was a reminder of of the weaknesses that are still in his game and and yeah uh you know that you can you can rattle him right like and it's it's one thing to disrupt the 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 receiver timing but you can really disrupt the quarterback timing there and again though to your point it's not really you can't really say like oh this was the this is how you beat Tua because not everybody's going to like okay, yeah, you could do it if you bring the 49ers defense to the table, but they're the best defense <laughs> in the NFL. You're you're not you're right. not doing that.
1: Right, exactly, right. All right, uh other wide receivers that you think are knocking on the door. We've got Amon Ross St. Brown, we've got Jalen Waddle. Who else we got?
2: Yeah, this one is I think the biggest layup. And like if you're disagreeing with this, you're uh not just talking to you, James. I'm mostly talking to the to the to the haters and losers out there. If you disagree <laughs> Yeah. uh that Ceedee lamb is uh, knocking at le- the very least knocking on the superstar list and i think he yeah. is, should be on the superstar list like i think you're you're crazy this guy is so good uh by the way james i talked yes. to Ceedee lamb yesterday Ooh. uh and and do you know all this talk you and i have had about which position should he play you know what he told me his favorite position to play is is the slot is receiver he's like I, oh I play slot. yeah so, there
1: you go um, he's been a 50 50 slot guy this year
2: yeah. And he, and he said he likes that position the best. And I thought this was really interesting. He said, because I think you can, you can see what the quarterback sees best. Like you can, you can understand the coverage more. Um, and you can also, a lot of what I think, I, you know, I've always been a big, big CD lamb fan. And I have said that the Cowboys, and this was part of why I asked him the question was like, because I think it's a credit to him that he has played. Like three different positions, basically. Like he's played X, yeah. he's played flanker, he's played slot, he's played all these things. And I was curious which one he likes the best. And um, I, I think that's a testament, though, to how good of a player he is. Although at the same time, what I've always said is that I think the Cowboys need to settle on a position for him and Agreed. leave him there. Th- the one that they've got him in now, though, is fun. Uh, like what he <laughs> did on on like Sunday night. And I know Chris Consworth did a good job breaking this down. But like. The way he was used as a pre-snap motion guy to dictate coverages, to, you know, open things up for guys like Michael Gallup with two touchdowns, you know, open things up for the running game, stuff like that. That's really fun. Plus, you get to see him in space. Talk about tackle breaker. See, that's the thing. Like, CeeDee Lamb was an unbelievable yak receiver at Oklahoma. And I think we're now finally getting what we've wanted out of that because, like – he, that's what you need to be a great yak receiver. What we talked about with Jalen Waddle, I'm on Ross St. Brown is you need to be put in a position to do that. I think this role that he's in right now is finally putting him in a good position to do that.
1: And as a matter of fact, so 76.8% success rate versus man top seven, and then 81.9% success rate versus zone coverage. Um, He was I think he's only one of four players that you tracked last year that was above 75 percent success rate versus man and above 80 um, 81 percent success rate versus zone. So he is a uh, I mean, a a very special player.
2: Yeah, I came out uh, with a hard flag plan on him as like ready to join this club like coming into this year like you know i yeah i said he could lead the nfl in targets he's fifth in the nfl in targets right now he's right. top 10 at wide receivers and yards like he's he's been everything he's cracked up to be and by the way he played the backup quarterback for a long stretch of this and I Dak, i don't think has been fully healthy i think he's now na- i think he's getting there at this point but yep. um yeah I, I i just think like the one thing i think his size and and maybe like the lack of like a the bully ball nature in his game. I think that probably shows up is maybe at the contested, like in the, in, at the catch point, some of the contested catch stuff, I, you know, you could be a little more physical there, but um, I don't think it ever shows up against press because he's so just, he's such an underrated route runner, underrated technician. Like he never gets brought up among guys. Like, people bring up like Amari Cooper as a better route runner. The last few years in Dallas, like, Give me a break. Like, I think CD <laughs> Lamb's a much, much better um, yeah. technician, a much better um, separator all, all the way around. Like, he doesn't get brought up with guys like, you know, Diggs or Adams or even like a Justin Jefferson type, but he's really, he's right up there in terms of his ability to get open as a, as a technician.
0: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one,